Hello and welcome to Prosperity by the Pint. This is episode 46. My name is Bryce Carter. I'm your host, certified financial planner, chartered financial consultant, certified investment management analyst, and self-proclaimed millennial money expert. This is the podcast where we talk about money, investing, business, and life success, all while having a cold beer. The beer of the week is from Big Sky Brewing Company out of Missoula, Montana, a place I've never been but would love to visit. I uh, love their marketing. Uh, it is the Big Sky IPA. There's a picture of a, a pronghorn antelope on there for my for my uh, camera viewers, those watching on Facebook or YouTube. You can see that. Uh, never been to Montana. Always wanted to go. I love Wyoming. The Great West just feels like an adventure to me. So let's give this a try. I don't recall trying this before, so here we go. That's good. I like it. It has my seal of approval. It's an IPA, but there's no floating stuff in there. It's clear, and it is smooth and delicious. A 6.2%, pretty mild IPA. Uh, would go great with cheese and crackers. That's my personal opinion. This week, I wanted to talk about how to raise your credit score, what are credit scores, how are they calculated. So first things first, what is your credit score, who issues it, and what do you need it for? So your credit score is a number ranging from roughly 280 to 850 issued by one of generally three agencies, three major ones, Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. Experian and TransUnion give you a rating between 300 and 850. Equifax gives you a rating between two, excuse me, I guess I need another sip of beer. There we go. Equifax's ratings are between 280 and 350. So your ratings are used to determine your credit worthiness when you go to apply for loans for cars, credit cards, um, furniture at, at the art van, um, even a mortgage. Your credit score impacts all of these different potential loan things, not to mention business loans and so on. And so a good credit score means a lower interest rate on money that you borrow. A bad credit score means higher interest rates. Basic stuff they should have taught us in school, but that's a topic for another day. And what is a good score versus a bad score? So here's the big thing that I'll tell you is that it really depends on the, the, the lending institution because there's a lot of things in credit scores that are up for interpretation. But generally... I'm going to actually, I'm just going to read to you what the credit agencies say. So for two of the agencies, uh, Experian and Equifax, they give you a, a score between 660 and, uh, or anything above 660 or 670 is where good starts. So think of it this, 660 and above is where good starts. That's what they say. Personally, and in my professional experience, I would tell you to shoot for 700. 700 and above is where lenders start to look at it and say, okay, this is a good credit score. So if you're thinking that 660 and 670 is where good starts, you would normally think that anything below that constitutes bad. But that's we have gray areas, right? This isn't black and white, Sith versus Jedi. This is a... Uh, you know, this is up for interpretation. So most of the agencies consider 580-ish to 660-ish to be quote-unquote fair. And anything below 580 is rubbish, rubbish. It's very bad. But really below 600 is, is, is where they lenders start to worry about it. So I'm going to recap because I just gave you a lot of numbers. Bryce's, Bryce's take on it, 700 above is good. 600 to 700, you're okay. 
below 600, we got a problem. Danger, Will Robinson. I'm full of the uh, I'm full of the the pop culture references today. Cheers on that. I did watch season two of uh, Lost in Space on Netflix. By the way, loved it. Loved that show. Uh, might have to start a podcast on movie and show reviews. We'll see. That's also an expertise of mine. But moving on. So. One of the things that I get if a person happens to have a bad credit score is how do I improve that? What do I need to do? And most of the time it's because they have a bad uh, a bankruptcy or they're holding a lot of uh, credit card debt. But um, there's there's a list of things essentially that impact your credit. The first thing I'll tell you is in order to build credit, you typically need to have three or more lines of credit open, which means you need to have three or more loans. And uh, just for the record, usually energy company um, relationships count. So if you have a contract with consumers or DTE or whatever, because they're billing you for what last month's bills were, usually that counts as a form of credit. But you need to have three lines of credit open. So sometimes people come to me, they don't have three lines of credit. I tell them to open a credit card, which is Seems like bad advice, but credit cards can be a tool. We've talked about that before. And use it for gas and pay it off every month. That's totally fine and help you build credit. So what affects your credit score? So the length of the debt that you've had, uh, the amount of utilization. Now, what do I mean by utilization? So if you have a credit card that has a $1,000 limit, it doesn't. It matters if you pay it off every month. But for credit score purposes, even if you pay it off every single month, but every single month, you get it all the way up to the loan limit. So if the loan limit's $1,000 and at the, by the end of the month, you're at $980 and then you pay it off, it doesn't matter. Your utilization, the amount of credit that you're using is at 98%. That looks like a high utilization rate that has an impact on it. Um, your timeliness of payments, anything, anything late is going to negatively impact your credit. Uh, the amount of lines of credit. Have you ever, if you're a person like me that really pays really good attention to your credit, is if I happen to be making a large purchase, let's say I am buying a generator from Home Depot for the next time the power goes out. I've been really lucky on power not going out here, but I'm going to Home Depot. I'm going to spend two grand on a generator for the next time my my, uh, power goes out. And they say, we'll save you 20% if you apply for a Home Depot credit card today. This Similar situation has happened to me in the past. Normally, anybody asks that, no, no, no. But now I'm doing a $2,000 purchase. So they're like, save 20%. I'm like, oh, that's 400 bucks. That's 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 no joke, right? You know, save $400 on a $2,000 purchase. It's like, okay, yeah, I'll apply for your credit card. You'll, you're, every time you apply for a credit card, you're, nearly every time, your credit's going to go down. It doesn't even matter if you use it or not. I mean, you could be buying that generator, applying for a credit card, but not actually putting that generator, that $2,000 purchase on that credit card, and your credit will still go down. So the important thing with your credit is, one, to check it very often, and two, know what impacts it so that way you're not putting yourself in a position of lowering your credit accidentally. Uh, and applying for a new, uh, yeah, so applying for a new line of credit is obviously one of those things that's going to lower your credit. Um, now each agency calculates things a little bit differently on, on your credit score. So I'm not going to give the formulas on that. I don't even know if I could find those honestly, but, 
uh, in preparation for this episode, I went directly to TransUnion and pulled my credit. And I wanted to get an indication of the different things on my credit that were impacting it. And what they what 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 they do is they give this like kind of sheet of all the things that they're factoring in, and they say whether it has a, a high impact or a low impact. So, uh, for instance, late payments have a very high impact. I have one payment that was at 31 days instead of 30 days within the 30 time time uh, period in my entire credit history. One late payment by one day, and I'm still to this day. I'm going to say it's not my fault. They switched how they collected it. I was supposed to update the payments, and I didn't, and they didn't give me enough time and notice. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, your oldest account has a high impact. So um, if if you're like me and you don't live in the same house for very long, or you don't keep home, uh, car loans for very long, and you don't really carry credit cards, um, that's a problem. So my oldest account would have been when I was in high school, I had a credit card. Well, that got canceled. Uh, and I would have had something that was 14 years old of credit history on it of perfect time payments, canceled it. So that is one thing to think of if, if you're working on improving your credit, improving your debt, don't actually cancel your oldest card because your oldest debt has a high impact. Uh, inquiries, which means, so this is something I might not have mentioned before. If somebody pulls your credit score uh, uh, a credit card company, the Home Depot situation I just talked about, or um, um, an auto dealership when you're thinking about buying a car. When you have inquiries on your credit, that lowers your credit. So that, But it has a low impact. Uh, total balance, balances of your debt, has a moderate impact. And available credit has a low impact. Now, I want to spend a minute here and say I think the whole credit system has is, is got some serious flaws in it. I'm starting with TransUnion. I'm going to pick a bone here because I logged in. All right. I went to create my account so I could check my credit for purposes of educating the whoever wants to listen about the way this works, right? So I go to sign up and ask for my name and social address and stuff. Okay. They need that for my credit. But then it asks for a credit card number. And I'm thinking, okay, it's going to get my credit card information. And then it's going to try on the next page, sell me a list of packages like a credit monitoring service, or I'll pull my credit for X amount of dollars or whatever it may be. So I put in my credit card information with a little bit of hesitation. Something in my back of my mind says, don't do this. But I did and I hit next and it said done. There was no, this is what you're buying and this is what it costs. It's done. So I'm thinking there's going to be a membership sale on the next side. And because I already put in my credit information, they're going to give me the option of pulling my credit for $10, getting a membership for X amount, X amount. No, they just deducted $25 from my bank account uh, via the credit card I put in right away. And it's like, what? So I tried to reach out, tried to call, get that refunded, get it canceled. I was able to cancel it online, but I couldn't get the thing refunded. So I tried calling, couldn't get through to a human being, tried emailing. They said I couldn't do it over uh, 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 via email. Asked in the email if they could, I could get a phone number to get directly to a person. Asked if I could schedule a time to talk to a person instead of the robot. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Infuriating. So if somebody from the Consumer Protection, uh, Financial Protection Bureau is listening, I would like to informally launch this complaint against TransUnion. And I need a beer break from that one. Which brings me to my next point, which... The number one reason, at least in my experience, that people have a 
poor credit in which they could easily improve it is when things are incorrectly reported on there, which means then you have to contest it, which is a problem because contesting with these gigantic agencies, if it's anything like getting your money back when they falsely charge your credit card is a problem. So make sure your uh, data is correct. Uh, common mistakes on there end up being medical bills. So my wife even had one. We had, uh, you know how if you have insurance and you go to the hospital for something, you'll get something in the mail that says that like your statement of expenses, medical expenses, and it'll say, this is not a bill. Your insurance is covered this much. We're settling things. This is not a bill. Well, we got one of those. And then like, a month later, we got a collection notice that it had been sent to collections. It's like, okay, just if you would have sent me a bill, I'd pay it. But they never sent us a bill. They sent us a thing that this is not a bill. So we hurry up. We pay it to the collection agency. We get a check back from the collections agency like two weeks later that says, oh, yeah, your insurance company covered that. But our, our postmarking is behind. And so we had something sent to collections. We paid it. Two weeks later, uh, we get a check back because sometime in between that, our insurance company paid it. So medical bills often end up getting falsely reported on credit uh, on your credit score. So that's something to really check. The big premise of this is check your damn score. You check your credit score, you're going to have a better credit score because you're going to be more conscientious of what's going on. So common mistakes, discharge debts that are still showing up, medical bills, incorrect balances. Uh, uh, maybe if you went through bankruptcy and some of your debts got discharged, it could still be showing late uh, or past due or delinquent. Make sure things correct. Now, the things that you can do other than just correcting your uh, credit is lower your utilization, which means if you have a credit card and you're really responsible and you pay it off every month, but maybe you're racking up that balance each month because you're you know, trying to build points and then you're just paying it with cash, that's fine. Raise your balance so that way your utilization goes down. Um, cancel newer cards that are not being used, but keep older cards um, if possible, within reason. Um, don't get your score inquired very often, right? If you're going car shopping, every time you go to a dealership and you're pricing, they're going to want to run your credit because they want to know if they're talking to a reasonable buyer or just somebody that's window shopping, right? Say no, 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 thank you. I have a pre-approval. It's fine. I have a pre-approval. It's fine. Just say that. Uh, pay off balances. That should be obvious. Pay stuff on time and make sure something's erroneously reported. Again, double check it. Now, I had an accountant I met at a networking event one time, younger accountant, um, who was who was talking about not having credit cards because of the devil. And I'm like, well, yeah, but you need to build a credit score. And he's like, no, I don't. I'm like, what about when you go get a mortgage? He goes, oh, you, you don't need to have built up your credit score for that. I'm like, yeah, you do. You need a credit score. You need a good credit score um, to save yourself money on loans. It's just that simple. A good credit score leads to lower interest rates, which leads to lower payments, which leads to more money in your pocket to save, invest, and ultimately live off of later in life, right? So be responsible with it. Check your credit score. And, you know, fun fact is a lot of credit uh, cards, you know, my, my Amazon card sends me a credit report weekly. Nice and easy. That's all you got to look at. So that's that wraps up this week's episode of Prosperity by the Pine. Don't forget to listen. Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, Facebook, wherever you listen, that's where you are. Cheers. The topics that I discuss in this podcast are meant to be general information and educational only. I'm not giving you specific advice because I don't know you personally. In order to give you specific advice, you should work with an advisor or someone that can learn your specific situation and give you advice that applies to you. If I talk about a specific security, please keep in mind I'm not recommending that security. And don't forget, investing involves risk. When you invest, there's always the possibility of losing capital, which is why you should consult with a qualified, licensed financial advisor prior to investing.